be good for the whole church and everyone else to, to listen to this lesson. <clears throat> the title of it is, Your Questions Answered About Faith Promise. Faith Promise Giving. Now, the heart of our text, as you know, will be in 2 Corinthians. Let's read a few verses in chapter 9, and then we'll have a word of prayer and get into our Sunday school lesson today. Now, those that do not attend the Sunday school, we want to get this in their hands uh, so everyone can take time this week to look this over. And pray about it. Pray for God's will in our lives. We don't want to take for granted that God may call us to do more in 2024. Remember that? Do more in 2024. Did you get this, sister? They're out in the foyer. These uh, are the events of 2024. Bring for you those in. Thanks. And on the back, we have a message. Do more in 2024. What do we need to do? More what, brother? More Go, more. Go more. What do we Give do? More. Give more and grow more. Grow. Did you get one, sister? Do you need one of these? Yeah, you were here during the first of the year. Thanks, brother. Don't worry, we have extra ones. So you can, if you if you wore that one out, you can wear out with another one. Do more in 2024. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter eight or nine. I'm sorry. Both eight and nine, as you know will be a lot of our preaching on faith promise uh, centered in these texts, two chapters. Verse 6, we already know, let's, um, let's read the context, amen. That way I don't have to cover a whole lot if I make reference to it in the morning service you may already re have read let's begin in verse 1 and we will read down chapter 9 we'll read the whole chapter get the context for as touching the ministering to the saints it is superfluous for me to write to you for I know the forwardness, the forwardness, sorry, of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that as I said, ye may be ready lest haply, if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we, that we say not ye, 
should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before, that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not uh, as of covetousness. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye having all sufficiency, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men and by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Amen. Let's have a moment of prayer before we go down this list. Father, as we bow before you today, we want to just lift up each one that's here. May your Holy Spirit work in us. Father, uh, you said that you, your word will not return void. And you will accomplish that for that which you sent it forth. And so I pray today, Lord, that your word would work in us mightily. That your Holy Spirit will con continue to minister in our hearts. And Father, we pray for our brethren that cannot be here today for one reason or the other. You know their hearts. You know where they're at. You know their physical sicknesses. And we ask, Lord, that you would help them and encourage them and lift them up. But for us, Lord, help us to receive the word with meekness, to receive the word with a readiness to be obedient and do that which you call us to do. So, Father, help me today. Help everyone here. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Josh, would you be so kind as to get me a fresh water? Now, does everyone understand what's going on here? 
the Corinthian church, they were boasting how much they were going to do for God, and then a year passed, and they didn't do it. So Paul's writing them and saying, hey, you promised, or you boasted, you said you were going to do this, and then the other churches were encouraged by what you said, and they did it, now you need to follow through. You know, as we always say about the Corinthian church, there's a lot you can learn from Corinthians, but a lot of it is, thank you, what not to do <laughs> as a church. Well, Paul corrects them, so we have a lot in there we need to do, but you know what I mean by an example. They, they had to be corrected in many areas. In fact, this was one of the areas. Concerning this offering. Now, we're going to be studying about what's called the faith promise giving. Faith promise offering. And usually, year to year, a lot of people will come in and never heard of it. Uh, just like Brother Alexander, he's having his first missions conference. And... He said, you know, basically shared that most of the people there never heard of this before. You know, it's like the first time they will ever hear about giving to missions. And what is faith promise giving? So I think it's a good time for every church to be reminded, whether you have, are involved in this or you are new, you haven't been involved in this, I think it should be... Uh, especially around Missions Conference Week, we should uh, be reminded of the principles. Obviously, you have missionaries coming in. And I thought about this. I told my wife, I said, I may ask them to preach on faith promise, but, you know, a lot of missionaries may not feel like that. They want to have the liberty to preach on money because they're coming here for an offering, you know. And, they, and you say, hey, preach on money, you know. Like, well, you know, I don't know. I I don't want them to think I'm here for their money or, you know. I said, there's only a few missionaries that could do that, like me. That's what I told my wife. I said, I've had preachers tell me, you know, I want you to preach on faith promise. I want you to preach on giving, you know. And I said, okay. Um, because it is God's will. And I know I'm not saying... I did it for my purpose, but I did it for God and for the church and for the pastor to help. But not every missionary may feel like they have the liberty or may not even develop messages on particularly say about faith promise giving. They may leave that up to the churches, you know, before they get there. You have men, like I asked Brother George why, and I mean, he's been... 35, 40 years doing this, so obviously I'm sure he's touched on the subject now and again because you got to teach about it on the mission field. You teach those churches how to give. You know, it's not just about if you don't teach them how to tithe and how to give and support missions, then the work will stop right there and they won't even continue when you leave. So you have to do the same thing, reproduce that on the mission field. So maybe some of these guys coming in, 
they're still building churches or first time going to the field. Maybe they haven't really taught. <laughs> They've heard it, but maybe haven't had the need to teach on it. So that's why I think a pastor ought to go over this from time to time and make sure everyone is on the same page. In fact, here's David coming in now. So let's begin with number one. What is faith promise giving? The answer is this. Faith promise giving is trusting God by faith to enable you to give extra money above your tithe to the mission program of the church. Amen? That's what it is. You're just, you're saying when we think, when we call it faith promise giving, that is a special offering that we give above our tithe to support missionaries. You look at these missionaries, and uh, this these are going to be up here until after the conference. And then after the conference, we're going to be taking these down and redoing the display, and a lot of the pictures are going to be out there. And uh, I was talking to Brother Scott, I'd like to get real flags of the countries that we support, small, nice flags that we could display either in the back or somewhere in here, maybe right there, of the countries we support. But the pictures of the missionaries are all going to be out there and updated pictures. <laughs> Amen. I see some of these with babies, you know, and like the Browers, their kids are all out of the home, you know. Uh, and the Martins over here with no children, so... And I know I have pictures, a lot of these, of our missionaries. But uh, what I say is I point your direction over here because we are supporting each one of these families through their home church. So really, when you think of missions giving, it is churches cooperating with churches. It's not just you're giving to that man. You're giving it to that church who's sending that man. Now, you are giving it to sports. They take that seriously. Whatever comes in, the church doesn't keep. They give it all to the missionary. That, that's a sacred thing. I mean, you don't, you see what I'm saying? Like, churches that send out missionaries will say, hey, uh, we're short this month, the pastor's salary. We're going to keep half of your money. <laughs> give it to the pastor. No, they don't do that. If they did that, it would uh, cause a lot more problems in the church, and the pastor would be without a paycheck sooner or later. Amen. Yeah. So keep in mind, when we say missions program of our church, you understand exactly. David, come on up here. I, don't, I, want, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to be, you can sit with your family. You're going to sit there today. So we're going over faith promise giving. Did you get that one, brother? Dave. Okay. 
So we're going over what we call faith promise giving. And I want, uh, want you to keep in mind of who we're giving to, amen? First of all, it's to God, right? To the Lord. But it's also to go to families who are preaching the gospel all around the world. Even here in America. We may have to take on more missionaries to America, amen, sooner or later. So what is the purpose of faith promise giving? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 15 to 16. He's still continuing in this thought. And he's saying, not boasting of the things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased. Do you see that? He's still talking about the increasing of their faith and doing what they said. That we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. And then the whole purpose is what, brethren? Verse 16, to preach the gospel in regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. So, brethren, when we give the missions, this is what we're doing. Our faith, or our faith is increasing because we have to believe God and trust God to supply our needs. You don't have the guarantee of tomorrow. No one does. Did you see uh, China, their economy is collapsing. They're, at least the, uh, their stock market is collapsing right now. And the government is propping it up uh, artificially just to kind of hold on. But most of uh, even the uh, Chinese uh, commentators here in America that write up and, and I mean, they're Chinese, they, they know the country and the people are saying it's going to fail. Over there, I, I want to say, I forget how it works, the investment, but the idea I'm understanding what I read is that 95% of it is individual investors, families, you, everyone, like 95% of the church would be invested in that stock market for their future, and it's gone. Next week it could be gone. Everything they had is gone. I don't know, you know, I, I often look at our stock market in America and wonder, how is that thing climbing, 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 and, and, and everyone's hurting? <laughs> and I'm like, something's got to stop here. But hopefully I get, we get enough <laughs> build up so when it stops and goes down, we can still survive, amen. But anyway, 
We have to have faith. Is what I'm saying in God. Because uh, ultimately we are dependent upon the Lord. Amen. Even if you go right back down to the simplest thing. It says promotion. Promotion is of the Lord. Even when you're promoted. It's of the Lord. We can't say that. God's not involved in those things. He is. So, brethren, when you think about what Paul was writing them about, it increases the faith of the believer and the church as a body. It enlarges the mission outreach. What's Paul saying? He says, look, you're going to be given to us. We're going to have abundance, and we're going to be able to preach the gospel in regions beyond you. So God is going to use all these offerings, all of your faith promise for the outreach. It's going to, uh, people are going to hear the gospel in regions beyond. So brethren, let's not forget the purpose of our giving, amen. Number three, how does faith promise giving work? Answer, God gives us the plan of faith promise giving in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And, and uh, 6 through 10, this is it. Here it is. You pray and ask God how much he would have you trust him and give to the work of missions. So you got to ask, you get, like, isn't it good to start this week instead of next Saturday and say, hey, uh, here, or during the commission, here's your pray, faith promise, start praying. No, let's start praying now. Asking God now, Amen. God can lead us. As God impresses a certain amount upon your heart that he would like to give through you, then you promise to give that amount by faith. Obviously, we, you know, I think it deals with this later. No one is going to come and say, hey, brother, uh, we're tallying this up, and you promised so much, and you have a deficit. Uh, okay, we're here to collect. No one's going to be collecting at the end of the year if you give, and you give a little less. We would like that you give a little more, amen. But uh, God knows. Actually, if God, it's between you and the Lord is what I'm trying to say. Obviously, that does affect the church. It does affect the missionaries, it affects other churches, it affects, think about if the missionaries don't get uh, enough support on the field, then their work's going to be affected, right? So it trickles all the way down to the believers or people hearing the gospel on the field. I, I, I feel for Brother Ham, but there's times when he just doesn't have enough money to do everything he would like to do in the area of printing and all of that, it's, you can imagine how expensive it is. And remember, I told you, there's the blue eye special, you know, the American price, wherever you go. I call it the blue eye price. Uh, and so, the more we give, and obviously God can provide for Brother Hammett, and then that gospel goes out to all those African nations. And we can, you know, God's going to be glorified through that. Amen. 
So let's trust God. Let's pray about it. Let's ask God. This is what faith promise giving is all about. What you ask God. What's the promise? He says, he that soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Brethren, God is able. <laughs> you know, if, if you say, God, I want to do more for you, then God can also provide more for you. And that's where it's every man according to the measure of his faith. Like, no one can exercise faith for you. You've got to exercise your own faith in God. Amen. But God's, and I'm encouraging you, not, we don't believe in a blind faith. Meaning, I want to believe more, you know. No, you look at God's promise. God says, if I sow bountifully, I will reap bountifully. And then, of course, there's about 20 other promises I'd give you right now when it comes to giving. Probably 50, maybe 500. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that sometime. Amen. That would be a good encouragement. But look at St. Corinthians 9.8. You know the verse. It's a wonderful promise. And God is able. How able is God, brethren? The little able, as Brother Rick would say, he's more abler. Much more abler, he said. God is able. And we just tease each other, so you get in on that, amen. God is able to make all grace. Look at the, if you have a, if you underline things, Underline the word all. He makes what? All grace abound toward you that ye when? Always. What does the word always mean? Always. Having all sufficiency. In how many things? In all things. And may abound to every, and you could actually, uh, synonymous with that would be all, right? You may abound to every good work, or all good works, amen? What a verse. Keep that in mind. You have to trust God, and God will use you as a channel. God will use you as a vessel. God wants to use you as a vessel for his honor, to give more for his glory. And then number four, what is the relationship between faith, promise, and tithing? Answer, tithes are taught in the Bible and are based upon your known income. Amen? This is where you sit down with a calculator and find out what 10% of your income is. And you give 10% of that off the top before you give to the IRS and all that good stuff. Amen. Isn't that sad? You got to give 30% to the IRS and God only wants 10%. I don't know how taxes work out, but it seems like they work out to 30 to 50% giving back to the government, right? 
So tithes are taught in the Bible. We know it's based on our known income. And that, that goes to the work of our church, brethren. This is how we support Heritage Baptist Church. When we faithfully tithe, well, obviously, uh, I hope you're enjoying these chairs. Amen. I think I'll have a seat for a moment. Maybe I need a tall chair so I can sit there. Amen. Some preachers, when they get older, they sit in the chair and teach, you know. These were given by special offering. I think all the rows are taken up. They should be, right? Isn't that what we discussed yesterday, brother? Brothers, amen. Brethren, all of that is paid for by special offering. Amen. Isn't that amazing? I didn't, listen, you guys amazed me, all right? God amazed me. So all these were given by special offering above your tithe, amen. So that's an abundant thing. That's, you know, how often does that happen? I mean, obviously, we're not going to come to you. Hey, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm gonna. We need ten thousand more next month. You know, or twenty thousand. We're not gonna be doing that. Okay, we're gonna be trusting God. Hopefully, we can take care of everything through our our tithes and our general fund to the best of our ability. <clears throat> but from time to time, when there are special projects, you give. How many times have you taken up a love offering? for a missionary or a project for missionaries. That comes in extra, and we know that. But the 10% is for the church, and it takes care of the ministry here, and God is faithful. But then our faith promise is above it. That's why the Bible, I believe, is very clear in Matthew, uh, Malachi chapter 3 says, wherein have you robbed God? Because they're saying, what? We didn't rob God. We're, what do you mean we robbed God? And then the preacher had to say, wherein did you rob God? In your tithes and your offerings. <laughs> he had to tell them, you are to give tithes and offerings. And so, brethren, your tithe is biblical. But offerings are biblical too. Now there is a good study to go back to the Old Testament and you, you know, the Israelites had to appear before God, the males, three times a year. And they couldn't go empty handed. So they, God instructed them on what to give and when to give it. You have all the feasts they had to give. So God uh, said, okay, I'm going to give you, here's the tithe of this, here's the tithe. But then there were offerings they had to give. How did they build the uh, tabernacle? Remember that? And uh, Moses had to say, oh, the people are giving too much. They're piling up the gold and the silver. We got too much. That's a blessing, Amen. Amen. 
So brethren, keep your tithe sacred, set apart for God, for the work of the church. Then above that, you set apart your faith promise offering for missions. And you have to remember what it says here. 9-7, I don't know if we read that. Yeah, we read the whole chapter. Every man, what? According as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. This is where you have to purpose in your heart. You have to make the decision. How much do I want to give to God? Now, new participants, if you haven't given your faith promise giving, you should uh, start at, you could start at $5 a week, $10 a week. How much do you spend on coffee? Hello? How much do you spend on Dr. Pepper? Hello? What else? How much do you spend on sweet tea? Amen. Right? How much do you spend on a water bottle? You know? It's crazy. So if you put that in perspective, why can't, you know, why, if I could give $5 every week, and I, you know, I, I make my coffee at home, I hardly, rarely ever, every once in a while I buy it out, but hardly ever. I know some people, they buy it every day on the way to work, and, and then they buy it at work, and then they buy it on the way home, you know, amen? And that's fine. But if you're spending $30, $40 a week on coffee, why not $30 or $40 a week on missions? Amen. See what I'm saying? Like, keep, we need to understand where our money's going, and we could actually afford $5 a week or $10 a week here and there if we just cut some corners. And then you could say that you're doing something. Even a child, I'm sure they can get a dollar off of grandpa for church offering, amen. Or mom and dad, you know, I need my offering. I'm sure they can get a buck, you know, and they come to church. I'm giving the missions, amen. Now, I believe the first thing, take care of your tithe and then give the mission. So that's why we try to teach people in our discipleship tithing and missions. So God doesn't want you to skip. He says, we're in Avirami and tithes and offerings. So you got to do both, amen? But start with your tithe. What is the biblical basis for faith promise? And that's where I said, let's just read this and get the context. Brethren, according, the answer is this. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, we find the principle of giving by faith. It is referred to as a grace. And I, and I did listen to Brother uh, Hudson when he came down and preached on stewardship. And he talked about that grace giving, amen? 
and God said it. Look at uh, 8.1. Moreover, brethren, we do you the wit of what? The grace of God. Bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. So, brethren, we need the grace of God. Now, there's two ways to look at the grace of God. Grace, God, God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace. That's salvation, amen. God's riches at Christ's expense. Thank you. You remembered. Because I had the second one. For a Christian, God's resources available to Christians everywhere. Grace. You need grace and salvation. You need grace to live the Christian life. So he's saying grace upon the churches. God's resources was abounding on the churches. God's blessings, God's favor. God was doing this. And you say, well, how do we know that? Look at verse 3 of chapter 8. For to their power, I bear record, and, yea, and beyond their power. So where do they get that beyond their power? Brethren, it's meaning they were, the grace of God was working so powerfully and mightily through them, they were giving above what they could even afford or what they were giving beyond the limits of their ability. That's what God's saying here. Isn't that amazing? And uh, we see that they trusted God to meet their needs. Number six is a faith promise giving a pledge card that is signed. Uh, we do use cards. But again, this or this promise is between you and the Lord, amen? Not you and your church in the sense, you know, uh, I don't know. Isn't it sad that even the Catholic Church errs on this, I, at least in the foreign country, they were asking people to give 1%. There were even billboards, 1%. They can't even be biblical when it comes to giving. <laughs> 1%. But I'm pretty sure in certain churches, they come and knock on your door for your pledge. Amen. That's not what we're going to do. So the only person who will knock on your door is God. <laughs> Amen. And he will. Number seven. How do I make a faith promise? This is next week. Faith promises are usually made at the close of the missions conference. Amen. So, yes, we're going to give you a card. You're going to pray about it. And then at the close of the missions conference... We, uh, we will be collecting those cards without a name on it. You're not going to say, oh, you know, son. No. You know what you're praying about what God wants you to give. You know, uh, you know that in your heart. You say, well, I do this biweekly. I do it monthly. I do it every week. However God leads you. You mark that amount down, you remember that, and you give it consistently to the Lord and missions. Amen? The offering. 
So we're going to be looking forward to that next week and see at the close of our conference, collect up those cards, we're giving them out. And uh, we got a new missionary coming this year. And I say, yeah, I know, we, we could be saying, well, we're maxed out now. Well, we might be maxed out, but is God maxed out? God could stir someone in here and said, you know, I haven't been doing this, but now I'm going to do it. And God could take on another missionary. Amen? Or God may be calling you to increase your faith in giving this year. God's going to help us. Number eight. Let me get through this. I got a few minutes. I want to give you a few minutes to stretch your legs. In these uncomfortable chairs, I know you get so uncomfortable in 40 minutes. Probably, I don't want to stand up now. Oh, just let me sit here. When should I give my faith promise? By the week or wait until God gives it to me? No. What's it say here in verse 7? Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, let him give. So you have to purpose in your heart first. Now, obviously, you're trusting God. Supply this. So you're going to give by faith, and you're going to trust God to meet your needs. And then look at, remember I said you can give 50 promises at least. Here's another one, Luke 6, 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. And we always say you can never outgive God. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. You know, what is that picture? It's this. They're like, Let me get as much in here as I can. Here. Take all of it. <laughs> and that's what God's going to do to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give on your bosom? So how does God do this? Obviously, he uses all of us together, you know, to supply each other's needs. And I've had people give me love offerings at unexpected times when I needed them that I never even told them about. You ever have that happen? Because God used them. God put it on their heart to give to me because God knew my need and how much I was giving. And he said, no, touch that person's heart to give. And that's exciting, you know, when God does that, isn't it? So man will give into your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet with all, it should be measured to you again. So when we give by faith, that increases our faith. Because we're depending more on God. And then God's supplying in ways that we never even thought imaginable. So not only does it help you in your giving, it will help you in every area of your Christian life. Because your faith grows. It's kind of faith that says to the mountain, be thou removed and thou and be cast into the sea and it shall be done. That's an amazing verse, right? Christ said that. 
Last of all, should I try faith promise giving? God invites you to experiment. What does he say about tithing and offering? He says, prove me now herewith, saith the Lord, right? Prove me. God says here, verse 13, whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God. So experiment, meaning, brethren, you're going to experience, you're going to get involved in this, in this ministration, and it is for the gospel of Christ, amen? It's your professed subjection to the gospel of Christ. So think about this. All this falls under the umbrella of what? The gospel of Christ. You can't say my giving isn't involved. No, it's all under the gospel of Christ, amen? So that's a good thing to keep in mind. And then, this is how we reach the world for Christ. For those who have already been involved and are continuing to give, the challenge each year is to grow in faith. Please consider an increase in your faith promise for the sake of lost souls and as a step of ever-increasing faith. So we need to grow. Let's ask God to grow us, to increase our faith. Paul said, you know, he's talking to them about increasing their faith. Let's ask God to increase our faith. Amen. Let's pray.